referee played a good advantage there for Sunderland. Hamilton with options either side and Broad heads through and gives Sunderland genuine hope. Hamilton whips it in, swinging Goal. in, it's in! Ross it's Stuart! He's nodded it down into the corner! Run by Pritchard who pulls it across, chance to make it to... Elliot Templeton seizes that opportunity. Head at the far post. Oh, oh no, Jason! Yes. Elliot, yes! He's squeezed it in! in again. Pressure kept on here by the Black Cats. Whipped into the centre. Not it in! Tom Flanagan. Inviting Neil to shoot. It's exactly what he does. And he fires Sunderland into the lead. Hello and welcome back to the What The Fork Sunderland preview show. We've been coming at you thick and fast over the festive period with previews and reviews coming out of your ears, but nonetheless, we're back with more of the same. The Fleetwood game is off um, due to alleged COVID cases and injuries, but as we speak, our final game of 2021 is on and it's a tricky clash at home to Sheffield Wednesday. It's been a funny few years at Hillsborough, so we thought we'd invite James from the Wednesday to the Die pod to give us the lowdown on the Owl season so far and probably the years beforehand. But first and foremost, mate, how are you? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you, Graham. Uh, cheers for uh, inviting me on the podcast, as always. Not a problem at all, mate. Pleasure. How was your Christmas? All right? Yeah, it's been uh, been good. I've got uh, two young kids, so uh, yeah, the uh, the magic of Christmas has uh, has been there, and yeah, it's been been a good one. Hectic at times, but it's just over far too quick, isn't it? To be fair, yeah, I, I think it was slightly better than than last year's Christmas. Um, <laughs> yeah, just slightly, <laughs> a tad better. I, but I felt like I got more drunk last year. Well, with the kids, I can't do that anymore. So uh, I have to be sensible. I think. As we kind of like spoke before, that we spoke off air, the, the Christmas period is supposed to be busy for all British clubs, although Jurgen Klopp would prefer it wasn't. Um, unless this one gets postponed by the time it goes out, which I hope it doesn't, um, this will be Sheffield Wednesday's first game since the 11th of December. That feels like a longer time than most. I'm assuming all the games have been called off due to COVID. I know some of them have, but has it been a mixture of reasons? Has it all been COVID cases in Chef Wed squad or other squads? Or how, why have they all been called off? Uh, in both occasions, off top, well, it's, it's on both of them. It's been us. Um, I know the Burton game on Boxing Day was both of us. Uh, I'm not. I, I think the Accrington game was just us. So uh, yeah, when you said that, like the 11th of December against Crew was the last game. I mean, if you go back, I mean, I'm a home season ticket holder because of the kids. I don't get to go to all the away. Well, I mean, to any away game so far this season, I do struggle. But you look at the the last home fixture we had was the 27th of November, and then the next two fixtures are away. So the next time we're at home is something like the 15th of January, which seems like nearly two months since we've been able to go to a to a home game. If that obviously indeed goes ahead at that at that point, and it's um, yeah, it's been far too long, and just want to. Just want to get back to to playing football, really, and what watching football, even. Yeah, it, I mean, when you said the day, I was like, "How have I not clicked on to the fact that you haven't played since like the 11th? But I think there's just 
so many games gone by the wayside and hey look no, no one likes speaking about it everyone's kind of bored with it and if we've all got our boosters well most of us um if you're listening get your booster um <laughs> so we can go back to football but i think we're all a bit tired of it but it's kind of hard to ignore isn't it it's it's become i mean are you in obviously as fans we all want to watch football but are you in support of the the like the teams calling games off if they've got four or five first teams that there's been a few teams i don't want to point out fleetwood fleetwood but that I've had seven injuries and four COVID cases. And I don't know if that sits right with us. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I think it's um, it, it's something that I think we need to get used to in terms of the fact that it's, you know, COVID is a thing and it's been here for, for a while now. Um, it, it's a tricky one because, you know, I know people that, you know, close to home that have, that have had the virus. I know people that have been ill. I've known people that, that haven't been ill. And it's easy to say, well, they're all right. You know, the footballers, they, they should be highly tuned and, and things like that. But, you know, the clubs aren't going to come out and say, I mean, I don't know if Sunderland have come out and said who have contracted it. I know we certainly haven't. We don't know how many. We don't know who they are. They could be staff for all we know. We haven't got a, I haven't got a clue. I'd, I'd like to think that, the fact, you know, the fact that the games have been called off, they, they must have been um, first team players. But, you know, um, if the if people have got it in the and they are unwell, first of all, I I, I hope that they are all right and uh, and the people that are involved, you know, um, can get back to playing football. But I know certainly from you know people that I know that that have had it, just you know, to get back playing football, and especially at the uh, at the levels that you expect them to play at, um, it'd be difficult for them to from to do that just after however many days. But you know, and go back to your early question, um, it's really frustrating, you know. Um, I don't want it to go to a point um, whereby we're playing behind closed doors and and things like that. But if more and more games get get called off, then I, I can't. I don't know what's. I'd really don't know what's going to happen. I just think that, like I said, we just need to get on with it. And um, you know, like I said, I just thought the people that are they're affected are, are all all right. Suppose what what could happen is FIFA could just take away the uh, the World Cup from Qatar, so we don't have to start early next season. We just extend the season, but. Money, of course, of course. I mean, the only the only one good thing is that the the season's been quite heavily weighted, uh, like in terms of the start of the season. You know, we were playing a lot of um, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday at the start of the season. If you look for the the remaining fixtures, I think of the however many weeks are left, seventeen weeks or something. I think there's only two or three uh, midweek fixtures that are actually penciled in and you know, we've had two that have been postponed so there's another two that are going to going to go in there um so I, th- I think they've it's quite clever with what they've been doing you know people were saying at the start of the season it's games coming thick and fast but it does kind of tail off um from from you know 2022 know, for, to like the remainder of the season so that is a little positive in that at least we're not going to get to the situation whereby I think it was Rotherham at the back end of last season where they were playing Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday every week just to get all their all their games in. I think in a way probably as well. It feels like a lot, but not the court Jurgen club, but we do play a lot of games. Um, I suppose which I quite like. I think most fans like because we like more football more often. Um, that's the way it is, I suppose. But maybe it's just a perfect storm of this Omicron's come along. It's it's certainly more um, transmissible. 
and you're playing a lot more games. So I suppose maybe Perfect Storm, when it gets back into less games, maybe we'll see less cancellations. And I think, you know, hopefully we'll get to finish the season. But but I think, you know, in total, looking at Wednesday, it's been almost three weeks since you played when you, when you face us. So how concerned will, will Chef Wed fans be that there's going to be a bit of rustiness? And and like I say, potential that fixture pileup when you, you're obviously going to be looking for promotion in some way, shape, size or form. Yeah, it's a strange one because on one hand, yeah, we've been on a decent run of form, you know, we're, we're 12 games unbeaten. All right, there's been a lot of um, draws in that, seven draws and five wins, I think it is, off the top of my head. Um, so, you know, but but we, we were doing well, you know, I've just come off the back of a, a, a decent win against Crew. Um, all right, I know they're down near the bottom, but we had a decent performance. You know, we did well against Portsmouth to say we went down to 10 men. Um so yeah, from that point of view, he's like, like I said, we don't, we don't know who's affected. So by all, you know, it could be some of our best players. We do, we don't know that. Um, so on one hand, you're thinking, you know, if if they're going to be out, we're going to be struggling. But on the other hand, the team has been affected by injuries, and some of those players will be coming back from injury as well. The likes of Sam Hutchinson, you no know, Dominic Iofa, uh, he were going to be back in January, so he's not going to be too far off. Um, Dennis Adeniran, he were one of our standout players at the start of the season. He's been out for a while. He should be back into contention as well. So um, on that hand, if they're ones that haven't contracted COVID, uh, they're going to be you know in the fray for for starting, which has got to be seen as a positive. So it's a it's a it's a strange one. Like I said, it all depends on you know the the, the side that we're going to put out because at, at the moment we don't know who it's going to be. We don't know if we've only just got the fourteen or we've no idea. I think we've correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I know Aidan O'Brien's definitely been confirmed one of our cases, and I'm sure they came up with another two players, under 23 player, um, that is unlikely to play in one player. Obviously, Jordan Willis, I think, was the other confirmed up for the rest of the season. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. I'm sure it was those three. I think we came up and confirmed it, so it's a bit of a different situation, but you're waiting for that horrible storm of another seven players contracting at the same time, and then but fingers crossed it doesn't. But I mean, obviously. Chef Wed as a club are undoubtedly one of the biggest clubs in this league, far and wide. Um, we'll go back a little further to, to sort of last season. I think most people are aware of the points deduction. I think at first it was 12, then reduced to six, which kind of really didn't make a difference to your season, unfortunately. Um, it meant you were up against it all season. We've chatted a little bit sort of off air about what it was like last season for Wednesday fans being behind closed doors, like many of us. But what was last season like, feeling kind of almost hopeless and that you couldn't even go to the games to kind of show your, your fierce, loyal supporters? Uh, it was awful, um, <laughs> to tell you the truth. The, you know, you just said it there, you know, 12 points deducted at the start of the season. Um, it, like, you know, it's not our fault in terms of the fans' fault. It's the it's the owner. Yeah, we nearly nearly got to the promised land and, uh, it, it, you know, it seems like he chucked all his eggs in one basket without any kind of plan B or with the kind of, you know, uh, adv you know being given the wrong advice on, on what to do. Because, you know, he's never been a football uh, owner before. It's, you know, something he's never, never done. Um, but the fact that last season, like I said, you know, 12 points deducted, did that hinder our kind of recruitment at the start of the season? Probably, you know, who's going to really come to a to a side that obviously later transpires that don't don't pay the wages uh, on time. Um, everyone talks to each other, so I'm sure players that, are, that they've been looking at that they would have found that out. Um, you know, like I said, and, and also going to be 12 points adrift before we've even kicked a ball. Yes, it got reduced to six, which is a bit of a farce in its in itself, but. We were just awful last season. I think it was a, um, a culmination of the fact that we'd signed players in previous years on big contracts, um, paying them 
big wages, you know, on three, four year deals. And they just weren't good enough. Um, they were getting old. We'd, we'd not ship players on that we perhaps should have done. Um, and yeah, the players that we that we were bringing in weren't weren't really good enough. I mean, on paper, this the side should have been should have been good. I mean, Jordan Rhodes bangs them in Fodersfield, and it was a total disaster for us. Alman Abdi is another one that hardly ever played. He was just always injured, and um, you know we had Stephen Fletcher. He then went to Stoke after he said he was going to finish his career at Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously, a player that you'll uh, you'll you'll know as well from his time at Sunderland. Um, but it was just um, it was just an absolute car crash, and you know you said there you know we didn't get a chance to go, but it was probably a blessing in disguise because I think it would have been you know a lot lot more hostile, um, and maybe maybe that's what it perhaps needed, uh, given a bit of a kick up the arse. But uh, but no, it was um, it it was a terrible season. The fact that we just missed out well the fact they went to the last game of the season were an absolute miracle in itself it was almost mm. like none of the sides at the bottom kind of wanted to survive and and the you know it, it was a it was a strange one we, on the podcast we spoke and we were saying we were like 15 games before the end and we were we'd already resigned to to like league one football next season and and it was just kind of delaying the inevitable um somewhat but you know rather than they couldn't win at the end of the season. Derby couldn't win either. We were picking points up here and there. You know, we had, uh, it was, I think, yes, I think today was a year to the day that Tony Pulis got got sacked after his 10-game reign. You know, we had Gary Monk before that. Then we had Darren Moore. After, it, was just, it was just a bit of a, it was a nightmare season, really. And um, at the end of the season, it was strange because we thought that, you know, what's going to happen to us? I genuinely thought that we would, fall straight through league one and go into into league two at the end of last season i thought that that um the fact that we hardly had any players that were contracted they were all going to leave at the end of um you know adam reach kieran westwood jordan Rhodes, tom lees um i can go on of all the players that that left for for nothing at the end of uh last season and we had about 13 players senior players which some had never even played for the uh played for the first team so but then we made some good signings Darren Moore made you know 13 14 signings I think it was in the summer and things looked quite promising but but yeah last season was a total write-off and I'd, I'd want to just forget it to be fair it's funny there's always like uh I mean Sunderland have got our story um our stories on Netflix obviously but <laughs> a lot of teams that sort of came down have had some sort of mismanagement from the top and then it falls down onto the fans and we have to deal with the shit. Um, and yeah. and there's, there's a few stories in, in this division, but I've, I've got to be honest, obviously, we've spoken before and I've, I've been on your podcast as well. And I must admit, obviously, because we follow each other, at times reading your status has, has made me chuckle because it feels like me four years ago. And I'm yeah. going, oh, Chef Wed's getting League One treatment. But um, it's a funny old league, League One. Uh, it's the best way I can put it. I have a feeling I know what the answer is going to be, but what have yourself and, and Wednesday fans made of League One since you've you fell into it? It's at the start of the season, like like I just said there. I think that quite a lot of us would have thought that it was going to be a struggle when we got relegated and we knew what was coming. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen, but when we started making the signings and some of the signings are top quality signings as well. Lee Gregory for for starters. You know, Dennis Adenaran. He's a he's a top quality player. Um, these, you know, the signs that we were making were were promising, and 
come the end of the summer, the, you know, the fact that we, you know, kept Barry Bannon as well, um, most would have thought that he would have gone to a top championship club um, at the end of last season. You know, all of those and the start that we made as well. You know, we we were what top of the league after after five games, I think it were. We'd kept five clean sheets. You know, uh, we were four wins as well on the on the spin. We were doing really well and. At the time, we thought this is this is easy, like you know, which is a total mistake to make. Um, but then since then, it's just been f- frustrating, and we fight. You know, we, we tend to struggle against the teams that you know the teams. I, you know, I do a show like this myself, um, and you know, when you, you know, no disrespect, but when you talk to the likes of you know, Accrington Stanley fans or Fleetwood or Shrewsbury, who we're coming up against on Sunday, they're the teams that that are happy and delighted to pick up a point against us. Um, they're the teams that we, we struggle against. I mean, we've only we've only lost three games this season. Morecambe was one, which was a an own goal, and we were dominated for most of that game. Plymouth was the only team that have actually beat us uh, in terms of players off the park, and they beat us 3-0. And then we, we lost to Oxford at home, which we perhaps should have beat them, really, to be, to be fair. Um, you know, we were just... Make, you know, mistakes cost us on in that game, and that's it. We've lost, we've drawn a hell of a lot of games, but we've just been frustrating. It's been a, a lot of um, individual mistakes that we've that we've made, and it's a funny old league. This this league, I, I was I was talking earlier, and I was saying how um, it reminds me. It's it's like the like the national league in in a sense that there's a lot of big clubs like ourselves and and, and you, of course, you know, Ipswich, Charlton. Portsmouth, um, Wigan, Bolton, and only three teams can get promoted. And it's it's like it's a bit of like a bottleneck. You get the you know the big clubs that, that can't get out of the league. And yes, it, on one hand you could say well it's a, it's a strong league in that sense, but then you get teams that are coming up from League Two that, like I said, that it's like you you must have had it for the last four seasons. It's like their cup final when they when they come and. I don't know if you've played Gillingham yet. Well, you must have played Gillingham at some point this season, but they came to us and they just parked the bus for, you know, they got an early goal and then parked the bus for the, for the 90 minutes. And it was an absolute awful game to watch. And, and they've gone away with a point and they're absolutely delighted. And, um, and, and yeah, it's, we like to play football. I know you do yourself as well, but, but sometimes I know it's football and I know you can't just have it your own way, but uh, I find that, that yeah it's it's a lot tougher division than what we than what we first thought um but you know things have you know like I said we've gone on a 12 game one beat and run we're starting to pick up the pick up the pace if I said to you that we've probably even when we beat you uh, at home 3-0 I still don't think that were a 90 minute performance to be fair and um because you did come into it in the in the second half but um there's probably been two games where we've actually put in a, a, a decent performance which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that we lie eighth and having not really played that well this season. It's a funny league in a sense because a lot of things you say kind of really resonate and probably will with, with Sunderland fans. I feel like we're kind of, I don't want to say bogged down in it because we're, we're quite enjoying the season, but there's a point where the first preview show I ever did, we had Charlton at home and I got my old mate Nathan on. Well, he's my old mate now, he wasn't then. Um and I says, you know, League One, Charlton, you've been in the Premier League, you've been in the Championship, you know, what's League One like? 
He said, you'll get one game where you get like shit out of like Warsaw in the last minute or something and you'll hate it. <laughs> but for the first five, six weeks, you'll just love it. You'll think it's a right laugh. And we went to Gillingham, funny enough, and Gillingham have many times pulled results off against us. But we went to Gillingham on a Tuesday night, lovely sunny August, and we won 4-1 and we thought, brilliant. We're going to love this for a season straight back up. And then obviously that didn't happen. And there's always a game where you go, oh, bloody hell. And for me, it seems like a, a non game because we didn't lose, but we, we drew 1-1 at home to Oxford. Um, Max Power got sent off. Don't think it was a red card. I think it got rescinded. And they just frustrated us all game. And then we end up getting a goal late on near, near the end. Um, but has there been a particular game this season for Chef Wed where you've gone, oh, bloody hell, this is League One? Morecambe, probably. That was that were our first defeat. Uh, we were on, you know, we we're top of the league, thinking this is easy. We've gone to their place. Um, probably the first. I think the other two away games were Charlton at the start of the season and Rotherham. Who, right, it's a new stadium, but like Morecambe was probably the first League One game. If you, if you know, I mean, like a proper League One team uh, play away from home, and uh, and we've gone there to the seaside and played well for for most of it. To be fair, not like not played them off the park and not like playing like Brazil, but we've we've done all right. And, and like I said, an own goal and they've just parked the bus, defended for the, for the lives and they've beat us 1-0. And to be fair, at the start of the season, we we, we did struggle for creating chances. You know, we, you know, like I said, we were top of the league, but we, we, we'd not really scored a, a load of goals and we're not really played very well either. But but yeah, that, that one does stick out as a, as a, the league one proper <laughs> league one game um there's others like cambridge uh, away from home as well where if i remember rightly were cold wet windy rainy i mean and, and you know like yourself if you're playing a playing a big stadium you, you kind of forget that yes the wind will swirl around a bit and as obviously i've got the the open corners as opposed to yours it's just like a a bowl but but the you know the wind does swirl around a little bit but it doesn't really affect the game that much but you play these some some of these small grounds um which you know for example Accrington where there's, there's no roof on the the way and it absolutely it peed it down all day and the, and the way fans were were just wet through and we won that game 3-2 but um but yeah if you, I think really the yeah, the Morecambe game. I said we've only we've only lost three games this season. You know, at home to Oxford and and a three 0 at Plymouth, who at the time were probably you know I think they were top of the league at the time as well, and they were one of the best teams that we'd that we'd played. But but yeah, the, 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 I'd have to say the Morecambe game, Amadam, and uh, I don't know if you play football manager, but the when they, when they say they've been FM'd, where you, you know the XG is about three, you've not scored, and their XG is like 0.25, and they've uh, scored an absolute wilder. It weren't a wilder that they scored; it was an own goal. But it was funny because we'd we'd kept clean sheets up until that point, and we were still saying, "Well, technically, Bailey Peacock Fowler's not even conceded a goal yet because we um, we put it in the net for him." But <laughs> but yeah, it's funny you mentioned Accrington. Um, but obviously, the first time I went after it, and it was very novelty, and I've been a few times since. But uh, the first time I went, our game got called off in the the seventy second minute at one one because it was that rainy. Like the fans started <laughs> yeah. taking, they just started. To, I, I remember, I think they equalised, and I went, you know what, fuck this, and just went under, went into like a porter cabin, like a, a pretend shitter basically, and was like, I remember standing there going. What am I doing in that written? And as I came out, I remember the lad just went, mate, the game's off, we're all going home. And I was like, it's finished in 50 minutes. He's like, mate, he's cold out, the ball's not moving. And I don't think anyone complained. 
To be fair, there were there was a game that I thought we should have got called off was uh, when you played Portsmouth. That uh, you needed oh. your flippers in that one. I don't know how that game even went ahead. I think because Portsmouth were winning, um, I get the feeling that might have been why. But yeah, that was horrific. But Africa was. Yeah, that was definitely welcome to League One. It's quite interesting because obviously we have the the comparisons and, and, you know, it's easy for me to look from the outside looking in um, and make assumptions or make comparisons or whatnot. But, uh, you know, Sheffield are a club that you wouldn't expect to see in League One nine times out of ten. Um, yeah. I'm 35. I grew up watching Sheffield predominantly lower end Premier League and getting to finals in the League Cup finals, semifinals. Championship for quite a few years, to be fair, but never, never league one level. And but, you know, these things do happen. We've discussed why there's clubs down here for numerous reasons. We don't need to go into that. We know why. We know why we're here. We know why you're here. But much like Sunderland, our target amongst fans is always promotion, an automatic promotion, at, almost at all cost at points. And um, we don't really like the playoffs for obvious reasons. You mentioned before the expectations were: would we go straight through the division again? Um, Obviously, you started the season really, really well. How's looking at the, the, the likes of ourselves, like Sunderland and, and other clubs and maybe Sheffield United a few years ago, obviously being your close neighbours and, and Leeds for how long these were down here. Do you look at the struggles of, of clubs like that of getting out of the division and think, you know, maybe this is going to be turbulent? Or do you think, no, we still need to get promoted? I think, um, well, when, when we got relegated, everyone was saying, let's not do a Sunderland. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that, that that's yeah. what we're, that's what we're talking about really. And, and we don't want to do that. I mean, I think you look at the squad on paper that we've, that we've got, and we've got some really good players. And I think that obviously we don't know this for certain, but surely the reason why these players are here, I mean, it was a bit like a snowball effect, you know, players started signing, apparently Barry Bannon was influential in some of them, uh, some of them joining. And it was kind of like, oh, wait a minute, those two, those three have signed. That's good. That's going to be a good side. And, you know, they're, they're going to be doing things this season and stuff. And I just feel that if we don't get promoted at this opportunity, I don't know if some of them players are going to, are going to stick around. Um, and financially, you know, that's the, the finances are the reason why we're in this division. If we didn't get six points deducted last season, we would have stayed up. Um, I don't know if it was a blessing in disguise because it did. I think if we'd have stayed up, we'd have perhaps kept some of the players um, that we that we let go because we could probably still afford to keep them. But actually, they weren't working and what have you. But that's for enough, that's that's another that's another story. But onto the you know um, my expectations and stuff then. It's funny because I said that at the start of the season, before we'd kicked the ball, if we don't go up, it's not a disaster as long as we're heading in the right direction. But I think as, you know, I got I got ridiculed for that and, you know, saying that, you know, we share a few Wednesday, we shouldn't be in League One and stuff like that. But I, just, I don't think just because the name means you should play in any any division, it's what, what happens on, on the pitch and off the pitch as well. And um, I think just with, put, you know, with everything that's gone on, personally, I just think, I said, if we could see an improvement, which we have seen an improvement, it's you could say that the, the squad we've got is arguably better than what we had last season. It's just not quite clicked um, at, at the moment. But um, yeah, I feel like you know we, we do need to get out of this division sooner rather than later because you know then you'll then start to lose the players that we've that we've that we've got. Can we then bring in the same or better caliber of player? If you seem to be a club that's stuck in this division, it might be it might be harder to do that. Um, but yeah, I think um, when we sit eighth at the moment, you know, going into well just after Christmas, if he, if he'd have said at the start of the season that he, that we'd be in this position, 
I'd have took that to be fair. I think it's uh, it's not a, not too bad of a position to be in. Um, Rotherham looked like they were running away with it. They've lost uh, their their last game, um, and to be fair, it's probably the best position to be just outside the outside the playoffs. Put a bit of decent decent run together, and uh, and hopefully we can uh, we can we can climb up. But no, we need to. We need to get out, and not at all costs, because we tried that out of the championship, and look what happened. Um, but I think uh, as long as we can uh, do the thing, the right things off the pitch, um, yeah, we need to get out as soon as we can. It's funny, isn't it, when you look at because I like it, I feel like I'm going back to this a lot, but I remember when we came down. Obviously, we signed Chris McGuire, who you'll know well. We had still had McGeady was still playing, um, but a lot of young boys came through, and a lot of the kind of mercenaries, the likes of Rodwell and that kind of disappeared and went and the players that hadn't built up any affinity with Sunderland fans because of obvious reasons. We had new ownership in, which that's a podcast in itself. But at the time, it felt like, oh, you know, like new start, fresh, you know, maybe turning this around and getting the machine turned in the right direction is, is the best thing. But then there was... There's a part of you that was saying, well, I need to be realistic. I need to be realistic. You know, it's been a, a really, we've fell through two divisions and obviously your side is like, we've had these financial issues. We've fell down this division and you try to be realistic, but there's a nagging feeling at the back of your mind, isn't the way you're just like, oh, fucking hell, no longer in the season, please. And we're obviously four seasons deep into it. I think ultimately because of the size of both clubs historically, and like you say, we are where we are for a reason, but historically, you don't feel at home in these leagues and, and you, you're, there, you're there to be shot at. We're here four seasons and people still see us as a, a, a big game because of the size of the stadium fan base and whatnot. I think ultimately for Chef Wed and Sunderland, anything less than promotion this season is not a total disaster, but it's not a happy season, is it? No, definitely not. Like like I said, it, it is, it's always the aim and I don't think, uh, I mean, the players came out at the start of the season and they were saying, we want automatic promotion. We want champ- we want to go up as champions. I mean, I know everyone's going to say that, but for, for for players to come out and say that, that that does carry a bit of weight behind it. It's not just the fans that are getting excited. It, you know, they're getting excited for a reason because the the players are saying that. And I think, you know, on paper we've put together a, a good side. It's just the fact that, like I said, we've we've not we've not played well too often and we've you know we've thrown points away which has been which has been the disappointing thing it's not um you know Darren Moore's come under quite a bit of stick at the start of the season or like the middle part of the season should I say where we where we did lose the I think we went some like six games and only one win um and a bit of a poor poor run and we were dropping down the table uh a little bit but um it came under criticism for kind of chopping and changing the side all all the time and not knowing what his best 11 is we've had injuries as well which hasn't um, which hasn't helped but it was the fact that you know we these good players you, you expect them to you know they've, they've been you know with each other since uh, since the summer you expect them to be able to to, to play in, and play in the formation that they uh, they've been given in and and when you you know on paper one of the best sides it is frustrating when it's an individual mistake. I mean, I go back to the Ipswich game. You must have seen it where Bailey Peacock Farrell chucks the ball down. The guy runs in, and you know, and and they get an equaliser. I mean, I could go through the whole season. I could probably tell you five or six different occasions where a mistake has led. I mean, when you're four 0 up and you make a mistake, it doesn't really matter. Like it's four one, you still get three points. But the mistakes that we've made. I mean, two 0 up at, at AFC Wimbledon, and 
in the last ten minutes it's it's two two. We've con it was like a running joke that we were conceding that like goals in the in the ninetieth minute to uh, you know to, to have a well not lose a game but to to draw a game and and it's um it was just frust- really really frustrating. Um, I know football's like that. You could go through the whole season. I'm sure you've had many many occasions in the in the last four years where you can say, well, if this had happened, if this had happened, that had happened, etc. We wouldn't have been here. But it, it is annoying when you do look back and and see them um, the moments and you think, oh, if we'd have just if that had just happened, or you know, it's, it's annoying. Funny looking back, it's like I, I, this is not a good thing for you, so forgive me in advance. But I'm just hearing Jack Ross season one. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. drawing too many games, conceding goals at the end after being one up, making stupid mistakes. But the thing is, the thing is though, I mean, you know, I know you said about you know as being um, you know all you can remember is you know in, in the Premiership and stuff like that. I mean, I'm 32, and my earliest memory is the 99-2000 season where we got relegated, um, and then after that is when I actually started going and having a season ticket and stuff. So I've never seen us in the Premier League, and when people talk, talk to us about David Hurst and Chris Waddle and people like that, I've never seen them. So all I've seen is the the like, well, the then Division 1. Um, obviously, we've been down here twice before in my in my time, um, you know, early, the early 2000s when we came up in the playoffs, and then also in 2012 we, we came up as well. Both times it took us two seasons to to get out, and, and in both occasions the first season were weren't great. It was like mid uh, a mid table, and and every time as well, it's always been money that's been the the issue in terms of we've had to you know shop in the freeze and the loan loan market and, and stuff like that. And like I said it. It's took us. We haven't. We've never come straight back up, having having been relegated. Um, obviously, we got relegated out of the Premier League. We never went back. We've never been back up there. So, um, yeah, it's it's not. We're not in uncharted territory. But like I said, it's it's been nearly ten years since we've uh, since we've been down here. But some of them games were, or that, or that definitely that season in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, were perhaps the the best season that we've had in uh, in recent years. Funny when you mentioned back to, to the, the season that you first started going, I remember specifically, I think, I forgot that you went down this season because I remember Kevin Phillips going two goals in that last five minutes or something at, at Hillsborough in like a March time. I was on holiday in, in Thailand and I remember my dad being significantly inebriated. Uh, it was quite a good, quite a good Saturday that was in Thailand, but a uh, long, long time ago. Um, obviously three seasons, uh, three managers you had last season, sorry. Uh, yeah. Gary Monk, who seems to have gone every single club and field um tony pulis a year to the day since he was sacked by the way interesting for 10 10 games is that what he 10, <laughs> 10 games. i put a tweet out earlier saying things that lasted longer than tony pulis and you, i'll have COVID. a look at them there's uh <laughs> well that's an obvious one but uh someone said usain bolt um but yeah there's some, some funny some funny responses if i have a look at that one is there uh, the I the, the last preview show I had on was, was Doncaster, funnily enough. And obviously, um, Adam's someone I spoke to about Darren Moore. And then yeah. I spoke to him about Darren Moore when he came back because it was 10 months, I think, from our games against each other. As it was, he obviously appreciated Darren Moore and what he did. He was a bit unsure as to why he left. I think, if I'm honest, it was a bit of a strange move at the time because of... Mm. The deduction of the points you had, he was doing actually really well with Donny, but he said he's been getting a bit of stick recently. I think he's been in charge about 10 months, obviously take out the two months because that would have been pre-season. But what are fans made of him at first? Because obviously young up-and-coming manager, well-liked Doncaster, took a bit of a risk. Uh, it's a strange one because historically we don't go for managers that are in work. 
Um, normally, when you manage to get sacked, you look at who's out of work, and it's normally the same the same faces, uh, and and it's a bit of a managerial merry-go-round. So the fact that that we went for someone that, like you said, there was doing well, um, never in a million years, like you said, thought that he would leave because the writing was on the wall in terms of. I know it went to the last game of the season, and we nearly nearly made it. But you know, for a long part of the se- of the season, we were you know we, we'd already resigned ourselves to uh, to playing in League One. So to come to a, a club that was already doomed, and then potentially you know Doncaster Rovers could have uh, could have got promoted. I know they kind of when he left, the, the wheels kind of came off, and uh, and they and they struggled in uh, you know come to come the end of the season, but. It, it did seem it did seem a bit of a strange decision. Now, mm-hmm. I were I were I were happy with the decision. I think you know the fact that he were doing well, we were everyone thinking, well, he knows the division, he's played at a, at a higher level. I think that uh, that does help you in terms of uh, the contacts that he's got, and I think we've we've seen that in terms of the players that he's been able to to bring in. I don't think you know a, an, an up and coming new manager in terms of you know someone that's not played at you know, in the Premier League and stuff like that, would be able to bring in the, the players that he has. You know, Bailey Peacock foul from Burnley, for example. Um, you know, I don't Dennis Adenaran, he's come from from Everton. You know, I've got a few few loanees as well from Middlesbrough. Um, I don't. Like I said I, I think it's uh, it's good that you know that we've been able to attract that manager. I think um, money was probably a, a contributing factor as to why he's as to why he's left, and undoubtedly, you know. Are Doncaster a club that you know if they got into the Championship, could they get into the Premier League? Probably not. I don't. You know, I don't think they're that type of club. I'd like to think that if we uh, if we got us out of uh, of League One, we could you know we could potentially challenge. We were nearly there five years ago, so uh, it's so feasible, isn't it? It's feasible yeah. to think that you could jump. It's it's been done before, whereas Donny's probably their first. Yeah, Championship's probably the ceiling for them. You know, no, no yes. disrespect to them. So um, I can see, you know, obviously, you know, we're a big club. I don't want to keep saying it too much. It's a bit like a broken record, but no, at this level, it's, it's true. I don't think you're saying anything wrong in that. I, I feel the same when I guest on pods, but yeah, we both are big clubs, especially at this level. Yes, but I mean, I was excited by it. Really, I thought, I thought what we were doing was uh, was great. I mean, yeah, he's come in and he's been a bit, um, like I said, he he's been chopping and changing the side and the the paper that. He always, you know, uses the phrase "horses for courses" and what have you, and and he's been changing the side to fit the, the like the opposition that he's coming up against. And I just think at this level, it's it's probably the wrong thing to do in the sense that you need to back yourself in terms of you know your formation, your players. You need the, the opposition to to worry about you, not you worrying about them. Like I said, no yeah, disrespect yeah. to some of the to some of the clubs that we've been coming up against, but you know when you're playing Lincoln or Accrington or Morecambe or whatever it is, yeah, they might have a, a tall center, a tall striker, or whatever they, you know, they do. They might play a direct style of football, but we should have enough firepower to to, to beat that, and and that shouldn't really worry yeah, us. That being said, that. that being said, when we played when we played you, I think we did play a more physical game, and I think that's down to the fact that that's what Rotherham did the week before to you and, and beat you five one, um, and it actually worked that 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 day. So maybe what I'm saying just totally out of the window because um you know and, and and we are where we are within playing that that sort of style but it's something that you know all the we, we were making changes left right and center i don't think there's been one game where we've played well there hasn't been a game where we've played the same 11 in, in two consecutive weeks i know there's been injuries and stuff like that which don't help 
but he's making two, three, four changes every week and playing players at a position which is a strange way. We've played Marvin, we signed Marvin Johnson as a left winger and he's, he's now playing left centre back, which I don't think he's ever played in his entire life. But the, the, the strange thing is, is that he's actually been all right in that position, which maybe you've got to hand it to Darren Moore in, in the sense that he's seen something in him there. It's that where you're coming from with that, though. I think one of one of the reasons, obviously, we've had a bit of a rocky spell, and you only have to go a little bit further back into my tweets, especially after the Chef Word game, to see how I felt about that particularly rocky spell. But in truth, I've probably been wrong in a lot of the things I thought during that spell. I think some in this season have had like a real identity, and, and we've brought our own sort of swagger with a good young players playing the football we want to play. And we even did that at Arsenal. We got hammered 5 1. And the games we have lost have been the physical, the physical games that the Chef Wed game, I totally agree with you on that. And I think Wotherham were very physical. Um, Portsmouth were physical. Obviously, that pitch was a disgrace at the time. But um, let's <laughs> Yeah, pretend. it didn't suit a free-flowing passing game of football, that one, did it? To be try, and, try and get their ones down the wings. There wasn't any wings that existed. Um, <laughs> but but we have had our own style of play. We've imposed our own game. So I, I agree with you on that. And it, it does kind of bring me to my penultimate question, I suppose. I think you probably saw something that at the worst Sunderland this season in the reverse fixture. Um, I watched the game on the stream and unfortunately wasn't able to go down with it being midweek. Frustrating performance because we, we kind of came back into it late on in the first half and second half. But in real in reality, we, we got bullied out of it. But since then, we, we've completely turned it around. The mood is actually much better. And, and for the first time in my life, I've said that I'm wrong and I never say that because I'm normally right. Um, but what have you made of Sunderland season from afar? Because obviously I assume you look at us as a club as the model for the previous three seasons, what not to do. Do we look a bit more like the club of what to do now? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one because, you know, like, like you said there, you know, when, when when we played you earlier, it was a game that I was, I was I saw it as like the test. You know what I mean? Like a, a club that, you know, we, we can, it's a bit of like a yardstick, like where have we come? Where have, where are we? Where are we now? Um and it, it was a, like I say, it was a, it was a strange one in the, in the sense that I think you had, you had quite a few injuries, which didn't help, uh, play quite a young side. And, you know, we just, it was, it was bizarre in that we'd, you know, beat you three nil. And like I said, we didn't really play that. I think we, you know, first 10 or 15 minutes were, were, were a good, good game of football in front, from our point of view. Um, but then I'll say, yeah, you came, you came into it, but look, yeah, like I said, from looking from afar, um, yeah, it's, but you you are playing that you know attractive football, um, you know free flowing. It's obviously working for you. You yeah, you've picked up more you know defeats than, than us, but you've not bothered neither drawn any games. You you're playing well. It's it's weird. I mean, you've you've kind of come under the radar in in some respects. I think because the fact that you know uh, we've not played for a for a few games and you've I think you've had you know some decent results in in recent weeks you've kind of skipped up the uh, up the league which shows you how how close it is in this uh, in this division but yeah I mean um I think I think we just need to find that identity and that's something that last season we didn't have at all we didn't have any identity and when when I come on these preview pods and people ask me the question you know what style of play do you play I've kind of struggled to answer it, but you know it's good to see that 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 you're like I just alluded to in my my earlier answers, saying that you know we've um we you know chops and changes things, and we don't know what side he's putting out or how we're going to play. Um, I think you know the fact that you've kind of and Lee Johnson stuck to his guns 
and it's starting to work now and you know you're seeing the fruitions of that like i said second in the league what a point off a top place at the moment i think um so yeah pretty so, much yeah it's um we just don't want to do what you've done in the previous three seasons that's all fuck it up basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> look all right for a bit then completely mess it up yeah i wouldn't recommend it it's not fun um final question as always where people will know that i'm horrendous at this but was a peanut writing past few weeks prediction time oh yeah um i'm feeling dead confident um which is a worrying sign but let's pretend it's not i think we do obviously we kept a clean sheet the other day but i think we are susceptible to conceding goals which is weird considering how good our defenders have had as a season Flanagan Bailey White's played well and, and Callum Doyle's been really good but I do fancy a 2-1 um, I think the three game the three weeks without games might catch up on you I think we're confident and when we're confident and in good form then for me we're the best side in the league obviously that doesn't happen all season hence why we're not top of the league but big chance to, to obviously make a bit of uh, ground on well I think go above Rotherham I think if we win because Rotherham's game's off and Obviously, Wigan's game's off against Fleetwood, so it's another chance for us to go further forward. And yes, Wigan may have games in hand, but games in hand to need to win. We, we've known that for a while. So I'm going to take 2-1 Sunderland this is a short answer. But where are you going, James? It's, it's a tricky one. Like I said uh, earlier on, Like I, I don't know what side we're going to put out because I, I don't know who's been affected. I don't know who's been training. Everyone's been hush-hush in terms of in terms of that, who's, who's out and what have you. Um, if we can field uh, our strongest possible side in terms of like not you know i know we've got players that are out on long-term injury and stuff like that but if we can feel the a strong side i think we can go toe to toe of you and it, it'll be a it'll be a decent game i think the fact that we've we'll take confidence from the fact that when you came to our place we, we turned you over three nil i know you're probably going to say you're a different different side since then and you're 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 also on a eight game unbeaten run i think that was the last game that last game that you lost was against us um so we're going to take confidence from that and the fact that we've we're on a you know we haven't we haven't lost since we played oxford on the 2nd of october so in terms of in the league um so that that's got to be a got to be a positive but like you, what you said not playing a competitive fixture since 11th of december i would take a draw I would take it well, however that draw comes every it's a, i would take a nil nil to be fair just you know the game to be on um i know it won't be if it is a nil nil it'll be a, a boring spectacle but to come i've always said if you win your own games and you draw your away games you're not going to be far away well you probably go as as champions to be fair with that sort of uh you know two points per game run rate so yeah any 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 draw will be fantastic um if we put a strong side out i can't see why we wouldn't be you know confident to win but like I said, we don't know what's happened in, um, previously. I would have preferred if we were playing you on Sunday, having had a game on Thursday, I might have probably been able to give you a, a better prediction. But if we can come away with a point, I'd be I'd be satisfied with that. No, it's just now for COVID to call the game off, isn't it? Um, <laughs> exactly, but James, yeah. fingers crossed it won't. And, uh, and thanks for joining me. I hope, obviously, uh, you have a cracking new year, mate, apart from the result. Obviously, I hope that you have a horrible Thursday, which is understandable. I'm sure you will return those sentiments. But uh, thanks for joining me, mate. No problem, Graham. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, and yeah, have a, have a great new year. Cheers, mate. You too. Cheers.